Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And there's one game left in this regular season, guys, and then it's decision time for the New York Giants and many of these key players who might be hitting free agency this offseason. There's one standout player who's going to be a free agent. It's Saquon Barkley once again. We know he was a free agent last year, got slapped with the franchise tag, wasn't so happy about that, became extremely disgruntled by it, but the Giants, Barkley, they ended up coming to terms on a one-year deal to get him not playing on the franchise tag, but on something else. It's kind of similar to the franchise tag. I think it was one year, 11 million, had a bunch of incentives in it. I don't think those incentives hit because I think they required a postseason appearance. So overall, just a disappointing season for the New York Giants, disappointing season for Saquon Barkley, didn't get that extra money in the contract. Contract. And now, once again, it looks like he's going to be a free agent, and it doesn't really seem like he or the Giants are close to coming to terms on a long-term extension. So here we are again. Is Saquon Barkley going to get slapped with a franchise tag for his second season in a row? Will they figure it out this time around? Will they get him on a long-term deal? I'm not so sure, and neither is Saquon Barkley. If you read some of his quotes recently, it seems like he's not too confident that his future is actually going to remain in the Big Apple. So Saquon, future uncertain there and another thing to take note of here with the New York Giants the Pro Bowl was just announced all the all the different players selected to the Pro Bowl only one Pro Bowler for the New York Giants so Saquon Barkley didn't even get selected into the Pro Bowl this year you would think that maybe he'd have a good chance he's a standout player big name everybody loves him he's not going to the Pro Bowl only Dexter Lawrence going to the Pro Bowl what does that say well Dexter Lawrence is an animal like he's a beast we all know that but there's also not a lot of top end star studded talent on this team I think the Bobby Okereke should have made it. He didn't. And a few other players maybe as well. But um, it's kind of disappointing to see once again the New York Giants with very minimal Pro Bowl talents this season. But we're going to go ahead and dive into both of those topics in today's episode. Before we do so, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Comment your thoughts on the topics down below in the comment section. If you're listening to Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And let's first talk about this Saquon Barkley situation because, again, it seems like his future is more uncertain than ever. It felt uncertain last offseason. It feels even more uncertain based on some of the things that he said this week to the media. So how are you feeling about Saquon Barkley and just kind of his very uncertain future here with the New York Giants? And do you think that he will be in Giants blue next season? Yeah, I mean, it's a question that a lot of people are asking. We haven't talked about it in a while, really, since he signed that one year, I guess, 10 million deal with a couple of incentives built into it. But, you know, right now we have to ask ourselves, what is Saquon's value to this team? And Look, I'm not for overpaying running backs. I think it's a bad business. I think it's bad for really just, you know, ha- uh, cap health. But Saquon Barkley is a lot more than just a running back to this team. Unfortunately, he's kind of, I mean, I guess it's not unfortunately. Fortunately, I kind of feel like he's one of the only pieces keeping this locker room together at times. You know, in lost seasons, years where the team is bad, when they've lost a couple games straight, they can't get things right. There were a lot of instances where this team could have collapsed to a degree that we may have not been able to get out of. You know, we we saw the the anger, we saw the distru- the frustration and the distrust growing and, and festering earlier this year. But the Giants won three straight games, and then they they were com- they've been competitive recently. They almost beat the Rams, they almost beat the Eagles. Look, we're not winning those games, but this team hasn't given up. And I think that you can't really sit here and act like Saquon Barkley 
hasn't been a big part of keeping this team together in the locker room. I mean, you know, Anthony, you were such a big fan of Tommy DeVito, and think about how much Saquon Barkley played a factor in giving him that confidence and support. You know, a new quarterback, a rookie coming in in uncharted territory, and Saquon stood by his side and motivated him and kept him going and gave him that just a little bit of confidence to make a play. I think that goes a really long way, and I think there's intangible value to Saquon Barkley. So a lot of people are going to say, you know, we should let Saquon Barkley go, and I get it. And I really do, like, I, I share the sentiment behind not paying running backs. Um, but at this point in time, I'm okay with with this. Okay, this is the only way I'm giving Saquon Barkley a deal. The only way. The contingency is the Giants need to drop the quarterback, right? They need to drop the quarterback because Saquon Barkley is a good piece to have next to a rookie quarterback to give him confidence, give him an outlet, and help help um, you know this offense have at least somebody that opposing defenses have to game plan around. So at least you have a little bit more of a dynamic situation, um, kind of. Uh, whereas if you lose him, who do you really have? I mean, maybe you go after like a Zach Moss, someone to supplement his value, but you're losing that that you know. When you bring in free agents, I mean, you've heard Joe Shane say this before. When you bring in someone from outside your team, you're bringing in a new personality. You're you're bringing in someone that isn't, you know, a giant, isn't, you know, built from the mold you've been trying to um, kind of create. Saquon Barkley is is a perfect giant, right? He says all the right things. He does all the right things. He gives back to the community. He's, you know, maybe going to win the Walter Payton Award this year. The dude's a great guy. Like, he's generally a great guy. And I think that if there is a fair deal to be had— I'm okay with this, and I'll get your take on it. This is, and again, this is not just about being a running back. This is about about being a leader. This is about being a captain, and this is about being the gel that this team desperately needs. We just traded away Leonard Williams, and he was the gel. Like he was a guy that kept this locker room together. If you lose Saquon, you're you're throwing things up in the air in terms of if things collapse, if things get worse, it's gonna get bad. It's gonna get really ugly. So I'm okay giving Saquon contingency. We draft a quarterback. I'm okay giving Saquon a three-year deal with a clean out after the second season. A clean out. And no more than $12 million per season. That's my that's my final kind of take. He was 26 years old. You get out after the deal off when he's 20, 28, 29. And you get him. And look, a lot of people say he's lost a step, and I get it. Like, I think he's lost a step too. I think I don't think he's the guy that we once had. But I also think they're, the Giants aren't fighting for anything right now. Like we've seen Saquon turn it up. We've seen him turn that turn up that lever and he and he dominates. I just don't think this team is like in that spot where he needs to sacrifice himself, his body, for the greater good of this team. And like that's kind of I feel like he's kind of saving himself a little bit. They've given him the leeway to step off the field whenever he wants to. I mean, they've said it. Brian Dable said it. Like whenever Saquon needs rest, comes out of the game, no questions asked. You know what I mean? Like he's he's protecting himself because he has nothing to fight for for this Giants team. Really, it's about keeping himself healthy so that way he can at least make a little bit of money. And look, <clears throat> I, I kind of feel as though. The value intangibly. I still think he's a great player. I think that a clean out. We're talking like three-year deal out after the second season. No dead money. Like done. No dead money. And contingent on getting a quarterback, a, a rookie quarterback, where he can help develop that player, be a big piece of this offense, and give him, give that guy some weapons. I mean, look at Bryce Young, man. I mean, he has nobody. Like Miles Sanders was a was a dud. Chuba Hubbard, like come on. I mean, Adam Thielen's their WR one. He's like their only weapon, and you have the Jonathan Mingo um, and DJ Shark. Like you have to give a rookie quarterback something to work with. 
I don't hate the idea because you have money that you can get clean out of the contract after year two, and then you can you have a ton of money from the quarterback window anyway. I feel like it's okay. I feel like it's doable. Again, they could just tag him again, but I feel like he may hold out at that point. It's either it's either an extension or he's gone, in my opinion. Yeah, the only problem here that I, I really see off the bat with kind of what you're suggesting is you can't sign him. Essentially, you're talking about it's contingent on drafting a quarterback. They got to make the decision on Saquon first. You know, you have free agency and then you have the draft over a month later. And that's kind of the problem to this whole idea is because if the Giants are like, okay, well, we're only going to re-sign Saquon because we know that we're drafting a quarterback next month. Well, what if the draft board doesn't shape out the way you want it to and you don't get that quarterback? Then did you just handcuff yourself to a running back that you don't really want? Listen, Saquon Barkley has proven his value as a member of the locker room, no doubt, as you mentioned, Walter Pay- Walter Payton, Man of the Year nominee, everything that he did for the locker room during the Tommy DeVito situation, when Daniel Jones went down with the injury, with Tyrod Taylor out there, all of that stuff. Like he is the true and tried leader of that locker room. He is the face of the New York Giants. Losing him is going to be catastrophic to the locker room in one way or another. Like it's going to be a tough loss for the Giants. But I think you have to reevaluate this and say, Saquon Barkley, at this moment in time, at this age, at this stage in his game and his life. Is he the player that he used to be and is he worth the money that he's asking for? Because he's not going to be asking for money on the second-rate market. He still views himself as Saquon Barkley. I'm still the most valuable guy in the locker room. I'm still a top running back in the NFL. These are the ways that he views himself and how he's going to value his contract. And it's going to be probably like a $12 million per season deal. And in my opinion, I think Saquon Barkley has lost a bit of a step. I I hate to say that. He's a player that I love to watch. But when you look back at his 2018 season, I mean, even just go watch those 2018 season highlights, that rookie year. Just look at how many tackles he was breaking on a down-by-down basis, how many big runs he was ripping. He's not that player anymore, and that's fine. I'm not criticizing him for that. He's had many injuries. He's fought back from all of them, and he's still a really good player. And you don't expect somebody to be the same type of player that they were as a rookie as they are in year five of their career. So I'm not necessarily holding it against him, but what I will say is... Rookie running backs are very productive, and a lot of the times their production falls off as their body wears and tears in the NFL, and you can make the argument that maybe the New York Giants, and they don't have to go in the first round to draft a running back, but maybe they can go in the middle rounds and draft a decent running back who's young, has a lot of energy and stamina, and could break a lot of tackles, and that could be their strategy going forward. You could find the dynamic running back in those middle rounds, as many teams have done in recent years, build around that guy in your backfield with your rookie quarterback. That's possible, and that's one scenario where If the Giants don't take, or if they don't re-sign Saquon Barkley, I think that just drafting his replacement in the middle rounds would be the optimal solution, rather than going into free agency and replacing him or anything like that. Uh, They've got Eric Gray, who they drafted last year. Maybe with some more development, he could be that guy. I'm not sure what the solution there is, but I do think that there's an argument to be made where Saquon Barkley, he's taken a step back. He's definitely lost a little bit of a step here and how effective he is as a runner, and especially as a home run hitter. And I think that has to play a huge part in whether or not the New York Giants decide to extend him, especially on such an expensive contract. So Alex, I guess I'm going to ask you, do you think that he's lost that step? Like, do you still think Saquon Barkley is an elite running back? Do you think he's a really good running back? Because I've seen narratives on Twitter, you know, a lot of a lot of fans of the Giants and other teams are saying Saquon Barkley's not elite anymore. Do you think Saquon Barkley is still elite? Do you think he's worth elite running back money? Um, and really, do you think that he's lost that step and he's kind of lost what made him such an elite player in the past? Um, I, I do think he's lost somewhat of a step, but I still think he can be elite. And I think that, okay, so maybe I could be wrong about this, 
but I do think that he's learned how to better protect his body from injury. You know, I think that a lot of the injuries we've seen have been freak things. You know, they've been he someone he stepped on someone's foot and twisted his ankle, or it was the last play of the game and someone dragged him down by his ankle. You know what I mean? Like against Arizona, for example. I think they were freak injuries. They weren't. It wasn't just him getting hurt. It was like people landing on him or him stepping on or just freak accidents. Um, you know, of course, the one, the Eddie Jackson one, where he tears his ACL. He gets jumped on, and like you know, there's now there's extra weight on his leg, and it's unfortunate. I think he has lost a little bit of a step. I, I don't think that many people could argue that. I think we all see it. However, I do think that he holds himself back from the extra, doing the extra stuff at times. You know what I mean? The breaking all those tackles, the going for extra. Because we've seen glimpses of it this year. There was there was a play this year where he he literally slipped through like four or five guys, and they were just falling behind him one after another, and it was like. Whoa, like, you know, that's the player that we saw. And he was like late in the game and he was trying to make a move, trying to make. I think he can turn up and be that guy. I just don't think he does it as much anymore because he knows he increases the injury risk by doing it. And he knows this team is not winning a Super Bowl. This team isn't doing, they haven't shown him the loyalty. I don't think he's willing to push himself that extra mile. He's going to be good. Like, he's going to do what he's got to do. But I don't think he's pushing himself that extra mile because he knows that his health is on the line and, and, and his contract, his money is on the line if he gets hurt again. So I think that he holds himself a little bit back at times. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I think if the Giants give him that loyalty, give him that little bit of money, and look, if you have a rookie contract, and, and like you said, like the Giants, the draft board could change, but hey, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors and Saquon Barkley, that's a pretty awesome combination if you're gonna get if you're gonna run it back with Daniel Jones. You know, you might as well give him a ton of weapons. If you're gonna give Daniel Jones the keys again, you may as well give him so many weapons that you now now you have a decision here. Because if Daniel Jones comes back in 2024, and he will, and that's the guy the Giants want to go with, and you know, you give him Malik Neighbors, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Saquon, and he still fails. You take the out in the contract, right? That's your contingency plan if you don't land a quarterback. I think that's more than fair. And now you now you have Saquon Barkley locked in and Marvin Harrison Jr. on a rookie deal or, or Malik Neighbors, and you have a new quarterback in 2025, whether that's something you draft, trade for, whatever. You know, it could be a myriad of different options, but you have an offense that an, a quarterback can walk into, have weapons, and you're still you're still building up your offensive line. And hopefully, that's a, a guy in a rookie contract with. Obviously, um, you can allocate some of that money towards the offensive line because that's obviously the most. And and for what it's worth, the offensive line being bad certainly doesn't help Saquon's case. Um, so I kind of help. I kind of hope that we figure those you know uh, variables out. But I don't see why we can't, you know, if we're going to take that out in Jones's deal, that's Saquon Barkley, $24 million. Let's say you guarantee the whole thing. You get the out in the second year, right? Um, maybe you don't guarantee the whole thing. Maybe you guarantee 75% of it. So you guarantee him like $18 million um, or twenty, or all $24 million if it's $12 million per year over three years. Obviously, that's going to be – it would be more of – it would be like $36 million over three years. That would be the deal um, with an out after the second season. But the first two years are fully guaranteed. I think that's fair because you get your locker room, you 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 have that key component in your locker room, you have a captain, and you have a guy that can either continue helping Daniel Jones if they run it back with him, which you know God help us all if that's the case, or you go with a rookie quarterback and you have a rookie quarterback like a Jaden Daniels or a Caleb Williams that has Saquon Barkley next to him, and that's going to give a young quarterback a lot of confidence, knowing that they have a, a true and tried RB, a guy that's been in the league, a guy that knows other teams, a guy that can help support that offense and development. Um, and, and opposing teams have to have to game plan for him. I think that you don't. If you lose Saquon, your offense loses a lot of juice because 
I think it's also just as you just as you kind of said, like you know, the, the draft board could change. You have to make that decision on Saquon before you go into the draft. I still think, for what it's worth, you know, taking shots on mid-round running backs while it does pan out a lot. I don't trust our coaching and development to actually find that guy and to find like that really good RB that just suddenly produces in year one. I don't know if I trust our team to do that. Um, and, and that's kind of a concern for me. Eric Gray, I don't think he's ever going to be close to what Saquon Barkley is personally. Um, I think that he'll probably be like a competent backup. I don't even think he'll ever be a starter. I think he'll be a fine backup. Um, you know, he can't even help on special teams. So like his value is already declining. Um, you know, the, it's like, you know, RB is like the second you drive it off the lot, their, their value is already declining. Saquon Barkley's fortunate enough that he was an elite athlete and he's a great dude that contributes to the community and he, and he helps keep this locker room together. So he brings a lot more to the table than just being a running back but you know with that being said you hear from him you we heard from him two days ago he doesn't know like he's like i want to be a giant for life but i just want something that's fair and if that happens to be elsewhere then so be it i don't know what's going to happen he doesn't know like i mean that should tell us everything we need that we need to know the giants have not even approached him about a contract extension clearly otherwise he would be saying you know we're talking you know we're, we're in conversation we're having those talks we'll see if anything comes to it comes to together but it seems to me that the Giants haven't even approached him and, and talked to him about an extension. So right now, you know, you might be right. Like if they haven't even had any conversation about it, I mean, that might suggest that they don't want to they don't want to go in that direction. If they tag him again, I don't think Saquon's playing for this team next year. I don't think he's gonna play. I think he's gonna hold out because look, he bit the bullet once, he did what he had to do. But I don't think he's willing to do it a second time, unfortunately. Um, you know, and, and I respect that from him, honestly. If you're a player, you have a window to maximize your earnings, and a team's trying to screw you, and a team's not giving you your value, somebody else will give Saquon a little contract where he's happy with. I bet it. I would bet money on it. Um, now, I just don't know who that's going to be um, or what that's going to look like. But, I, you know, the Giants... I think they should do right by him, and I think if uh, drafting a rookie quarterback is in conjunction with that, the money won't matter at the end of the day because they're going to be under the rookie window. So, like, I feel, I feel like that's a decent alternative move than just tagging him and hoping for the best. Yeah, to be fair, I think that there is a scenario where the Giants tag and trade Saquon Barkley. They could tag him and then package him in a deal for maybe trading up in the draft. Like, that's an option if they want to go that route. Like, we've talked a lot over the past couple weeks about the New York Giants potentially wanting to trade up to the number one overall pick. Maybe they want to land themselves a Caleb Williams. or Maybe they want to move up two spots, land themselves a Drake May, whatever, whatever the situation is. Tagging Saquon Barkley and packaging him in that deal that helps, you know, like having Saquon Barkley as part of that trade package. And I don't know, I, I have to refresh myself on the rules of your franchise tag someone. I know that there's specific picks that you're supposed to get. I don't know if those can be altered based on what the two teams agree to. Um, and I know that the transition tag is also an option. The Giants could tag him with that and then trade him for picks. There's a lot of different scenarios that the Giants could play out here where they decide, Saquon Barkley, we want you, but we don't want you that badly. So if another team is willing to offer us some draft picks for you, we'll, we'll give you up. And I think that might be where this leads to. I don't think that the Giants are, I don't think they're going to let him hit the open market personally. I think that they could at least franchise tag him and hope to trade him for something, or they franchise tag him and then maybe rescind the tag if they can't get anybody and then they let him hit the open market. But I don't think they're going to just decide to let him go to the open market. I, I think that would be kind of silly for the Giants because he's still a valuable player, again, to your locker room. He's still a valuable player around the league. So if you do tag him, 
you can definitely garner some sort of trade for him. I think that some team out there is going to look at their roster and say, you know what? We're one superstar piece away. Let's just trade a mid-round pick or a second-round pick, whatever it is, or late first maybe even. I know Saquon Barkley's probably not worth that at this point, but you never know. Teams get a little bit crazy when they get antsy and try and build around a young quarterback. So maybe somebody's like, hey, we just need a superstar playmaker, just anybody. Maybe they'll send the Giants a nice pick for Saquon. So I think that the, at the very least, they should franchise tag him again. It is going to disgruntle him. It is going to upset him. But when you're looking at this Giants roster, they need help all over the place. They need mm-hmm. to add picks, add draft capital, and find a way to capitalize on the value of Saquon Barkley before he leaves for nothing in free agency. Yeah. So I'll throw in one more thing. And kind of, it kind of, I want to get your take on this because it kind of just came to me. Um, you know, tagging Saquon would be kind of an. Uh, be kind of a dick thing to do to him at this point just because you know how much he's given back to the friend to the organization how much he's helped this team fight through a lot of these really bad moments it's not his fault right i'm not blame you can't blame saquon for this team's demise it's the coaching it's the gm it's a lot of other things um but the the, the solid that they did to leonard williams like the, the respect they showed to leonard williams i have to believe that joe shane should have the same respect to saquon barkley because you know we heard he told Leonard Williams, like, Joe Shane went to Leonard Williams and said, like, you know, do you want to be traded? Like, do, do you are you okay being traded? This could be a win-win for both of us. You know, he was open and honest with with, uh, with Leonard Williams. I don't see a world where Joe Shane doesn't show the same respect to Saquon Barkley and just kind of throws him under the bus. You know what I mean? I feel like if he did it for Leonard Williams, he should do it for Saquon too. Like, do you want to be traded? Like, we're going to tag you. Do you want to be traded? You know what I mean? Um I feel like you have to show that respect to Saquon at this point. He's done enough for this team. He he deserves it. And I think it's just good for your culture by giving him that, that option and saying, like, look, we don't really want to give you this contract. How do you think we should best go about this? We can tag you and trade you. You know, we can if you don't get traded, but we're sending the tag you hit the open market. Like that that way you get your you get your wish and you can um, you know, seek for look for a new contract elsewhere. I just think that at this point, you know, maybe a lot of people will say maybe the Giants don't owe Saquon anything. But I kind of feel like he's done enough for this team that he's at least owed a little bit of respect. You know what I mean? Just a bit of respect. I mean, he's a good dude. I don't think you. I don't think you screw. Like this is what Dave Gettleman did, by the way, to other players that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Josh Norman, Jonathan Stewart, all of them had really bad things to say about Dave Gettleman after they retired or after they, you know, kind of went to the latter portions of their careers. They hated him. They were like, he's a snake. You know what I mean? Because he went behind their back, didn't give them that sort of respect that they deserved. What wasn't, you know, weren't communicating. Joe Shane's not that guy. I think he's going to respect Saquon Barkley and he's going to give him some some options and then Saquon will be able to make those decisions. Um, but, you know, how do you feel about that in just terms of, like, respecting Saquon and, like, giving him that option? I know it's a business at the end of the day, but I also think it's about your – It's like you said, Saquon's a face of your franchise. Disrespecting him, the whole locker room is going to see that, and they're not going to trust Joe Shane anymore if, they, if he does that type of thing. Listen, I think that, yeah, I'd like to see Joe Shane communicate it clearly with Saquon Barkley. I'd like there to be communication on this whole uh, situation, and I think that they should show him necessary and proper respect. But at the end of the day, like you said there, it is a business and the New York Giants are trying to build a good football team and they've been failing to do so for many years. If if trading away Saquon Barkley is the path to gaining some additional draft picks and finally fixing this football team, you have to do it. You can't just say we're not going to trade him because that would be disrespectful. You have to do what's best for this team. This team, Saquon Barkley even said this, right? Wasn't it his quote where he said, um, or somebody said this, they said, you know, we come and go, but the team stays forever, right? The Giants are going to be around much longer than Saquon Barkley is going to be in the NFL. Like Saquon Barkley, if he feels disrespected and the Giants trade him and some fans are upset by it, 
three years later, if those two draft picks that they got in exchange for Saquon Barkley turn into all pro players, nobody cares anymore, you know, and that's really what you have to hope for. And so if I'm Joe Shane here and I'm in a situation where I can't come to terms on an, an extension with Saquon Barkley, I'm looking for alternate routes. Like if I don't view him as this guy that I'm taking and putting into my long-term plans and investing a lot of money into... I'm going to look at my alternate options, and those options are going to start to narrow down, and the, the number one that's going to stand out is potentially trading him for draft capital, gaining assets out of Saquon Barkley before he walks for nothing in free agency. Because this is his quote. He said, did a fresh start cross my mind? When you look at the season, the way it went, anybody may want a fresh start, a clean slate. If I hit the open market, that was God's plan. That's what Saquon Barkley said. So I don't think he's necessarily going to be disrespected if the Giants move on from him. He's just going to call it God's plan. He's going to move on, handle his business, and continue to play football at a high level elsewhere. And that's totally fine. And I hope that he does continue to play at a high level elsewhere. But for the New York Giants, in the way that they're looking at their roster, there are holes everywhere. The Giants need more depth in more positions than I could care to name right now. So if Saquon Barkley is the key, trading him away and gaining some of those mid-round picks and some more assets to help build out your roster, if that's the key here is trading away Saquon Barkley... If you're Joe Shane, you have to do it. And I know you're going to feel bad about it. You're going to feel like, oh, man, I hate that we disrespected him. Whatever. Move on. Draft your quarterback. Draft your all-star receiver, your next franchise tackle, whatever. Build this football team because, again, the New York Giants are more important than Saquon Barkley. Like this this franchise, this team, this entity, the Giants have to build that. That's got to be their main focus. They can't be in the business of pleasing their players all the time. They have to build their roster. Everybody's going to be happier. All this, this locker room is going to be thrilled when they go 11 and when they get 11 wins, right? Like that's what's really going to bring this locker room together. Saquon Barkley brings the locker room together in many ways. He's a great leader, but really what leads this locker room to be happy and successful is winning football games. The New York Giants make that trade and it ends up benefiting them they get two players in exchange who end up you know helping this team win five more games next season that's what really matters to this locker room is that the Giants made the right decision to help this team win games and winning games winning cures all winning cures everything so that's what I would say to this whole you know I, again I don't want Saquon Barkley to be disrespected I want him to come back on the, the proper deal like I would like Saquon Barkley to remain a giant but the situation is what the situation is and if the New York Giants have an opportunity to move on from him and get some assets rather than letting him walk in free agency, I think that's the way that they need to go. But before we wrap up, Alex, let's react to this uh, Pro Bowl situation for the New York Giants. I think that Bobby Okereke should have made it. I know that he was leading the votes at one point, and then I, I don't know what happened. But when you're looking at the season that he's had, the stats that he's posted, I mean, his stats, you can't even compare them to anybody else in the NFL. He's posted stats that are just exclusive to the Bobby Okereke club here this season. And that's how well he's been playing at that inside linebacker position for the New York Giants. And it's great to see because the Giants haven't had a good linebacker in my lifetime. <laughs> well, they have, but it's been a very long time. Uh, it's like since Antonio Pierce, who's now a head coach, interim head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. That's how long it's been since the New York Giants have had a good middle linebacker. But they have one now, and it's Bobby Okereke, and he's great, and we love him, and we interviewed him, and we really like him as a person off the field too. I'm a little bit pissed off. He really should have made the Pro Bowl, in my opinion. I really think that he's a player that deserved it. He's a guy that deserves it, too. Like, as a person, I really would have loved for him to receive that accolade. But again, it's a bad football team, and I think that's really what the product is here. The New York Giants are a bad football team, and they're picking in the top five again. So nobody really wants to watch them, and so nobody sees their players that are playing really well. And I think that's really what it boils down to, because at the end of the day, 
The Pro Bowl is, a, in large part, a popularity contest. It is fan voting, so it's up to the guys who really stand out on the national stage week in and week out, and the Giants don't do that because they aren't a good football team, and I think that is ultimately hurt some of our players in terms of trying to get into the Pro Bowl. But Alex, what's your reaction to it? What are your takeaways from the New York Giants having the one sole Pro Bowler of Dexter Lawrence? Well, Dexter Lawrence could be an all-pro guy at the end of all this, and he deserves it. The guy's an absolute tank. Bobby Okereke, I mean, look, Pro Bowl is really just a it's, – it's a popularity contest. We know this. Um, Bobby Okereke deserved to be a Pro Bowler this year. I think Bobby Wagner, maybe, he's having like a down season. So it's like, you know, you look at what actually matters. Bobby Okereke's numbers, his impact – we know he's Pro Bowl caliber. Like, in, in my eyes, he's a Pro Bowler. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's that good. So, you know, if you look at just from a just from a perspective of, you know, being a Giants fan, we've seen his impact as a first-year free agent signing. And, like, he's elite, man. He's been great for us. He, he's going to be a really good player for this team for a long time. Um, in addition to that, you know, I, I think that's really the only other guy, though, like, stood, stood out to me, aside from Bobby O'Carrick, aside from Dexter Lawrence. Like, Bobby O'Carrick is really the only one that put together that type of season. My dark horse for next year, though, and I think you guys probably saw it on social media, Deontay Banks. I could see him being a Pro Bowler next year. Dude's an absolute tank. Um, he's supposed to practice today, so that's a good sign for his you know, availability on Sunday. But I really like Deontay Banks. Dude's put up a really good season against some really good receivers. He's going to get better, a little bit older, a little bit stronger, a little more experienced. Deontay Banks has CB1 written all over him. We're talking not just a CB1. We're talking about an elite CB1. That's his upside. He hasn't even sniffed what his his true potential could be. He could be something truly special. And look, truth is, Anthony, if the Giants have an elite CB1, an elite interior defender and pass rusher like Dexter Lawrence, if Kayvon Thibodeau takes a step towards like really good consistency, you have an elite left tackle, You have and you have an elite linebacker, man, and you have some good receivers – that those are the those are the fundamental pieces of building a good team. You know what I mean? If you keep Xavier McKinney, we'll see what happens. You have an elite pass rusher from the inside, an elite run stopper, and the same player, elite linebacker, elite left. You know, you have all these pieces. There is no excuse that this team should not be competitive in the future. I think that we have a couple of cornerstone guys, like guys and guys that are getting better. You know, you got to exercise that man. You got to get the guy. You got to get the quarterback. You got to figure it out because. Right now, I just feel like we're wasting time. I feel like we're wasting careers. The Giant, I mean, we wasted Saquon's crew. We're wasting Dexter Lawrence. We're wasting Andrew Thomas. Like, for goodness sake. Like, I, we just signed him to long-term extensions, thank goodness. But the Giants right now, like, they got to they gotta step on it, man. They got to get the guy. They got to get a quarterback. They got to figure out the offensive line. Because, you know, a couple of key pieces here that, that perform at even above, slightly above average mark, this is going to be a good team that can win some games. Um, we've almost beaten some good teams here. I think we're not that far off from winning those games. we got to eliminate some of those mental mistakes, those those big mishaps, like, you know, Tyra Taylor throwing it behind Saquon. we got to eliminate those things, but, like, a, a good quarterback fixes a lot of those problems. A good offensive line fixes a lot of those problems. So we'll see how it goes. But right now, you know, I hate wasting away some of that, that talent because we got we got a damn lot of good young players developing into really good players. Yeah, I think that the Giants do have a few foundational pieces. Now it's just about finding a few more and hopefully developing the talent around them and creating a good roster. But right now, I don't know. It, it is it is a tough team. It is tough to look at this team and say that they're good. I mean, this isn't a good football team. They're missing some really key piece, pieces as well. Like, yeah, they've got an elite interior defender, Dexter Lawrence. They've got an elite left tackle. Like, they have a few key pieces, but they're still missing a quarterback in the eyes of many. They probably need another, you know, X-factor in the receiving game. They probably need another X-factor in their secondary. So, 
they're missing some pieces as well. And I think that this is going to be a crucial offseason for the Giants. I mean, we've been saying that uh, every year for the past several years, Alex, that we've been doing the show, we've been saying crucial offseason coming up. They got to get it right this time. They've failed to get it right almost every single time. Hopefully this time they get it right and they add in a few more key pieces and 2024 is a better year for the New York Giants. But again, like you said, there are a few key pieces on this team already. There is some potential here. They keep building around it, keep developing it right, get the right coaches and the right players in place. I mean, I don't think that they're that far off. They didn't finish with two wins. You know, they're not picking first overall. They're not the worst team in the NFL. There is clearly some sort of talent on this roster. And again, as I said a few episodes ago, I still believe in Brian Dable. So I have some hope for the future. I have some hope for the 2024 season. But again, crucial offseason coming up. We'll see what happens. And of course, we're going to be updating you on everything that the New York Giants do right here on Fireside Giants. So make sure to leave a like if you do. If you did enjoy this episode, subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Comment your thoughts on the topics down below in the comment section. If you listen to Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one. And let's go Giants.